Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Hey, I want to jump into part four here, and uh, let's put a big ribbon and bow on this series, and I believe what God's going to speak today is going to help you. Why don't you hit your neighbor and say, I believe this will help you. Oh, go ahead, your second choice neighbor you're afraid to look at. Go ahead and tell that second choice neighbor, I believe this is going to help you. You can give the elbow if it's your spouse. It's okay. Well, we learned that in this series that relationships are like ships, right? They're like ships and every person is like a ship and whoever you choose to do life with, you enter onto their ship and vice versa. So when you're choosing these relationships, you need to aim high. You need to aim high. Why? Because your future depends on it. Like who you marry will either make you better or break you and bring out the worst in you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on now. Like the relationships, the people you choose to do life with, the people whose ship you choose to get on because you're getting on ships and people are getting on your ship. Like you got to evaluate that. Like, you just don't let anyone on your ship. Like, if, if you're dating and you feel like, man, this could be the one, you, you better spot check every area of their ship before you get on their ship, before they get on yours. Like, you better look in every crevice and every corner. You better do some background checks. Oh, yeah, you better. Like, you better know who you're marrying. And, uh, you know, the people whose ship you're on, they're taking you somewhere. They're taking you somewhere. And, and so we have to be careful because the people who we do life with, the people who, 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 who we're connecting with on a daily basis, they, they, will, they will either make us or break us. And here's the reality. You will become who you hang out with. If you show me your top five friends, I'll show you what your future is going to be like. And I'm not a fortune teller. I don't read tarot cards, but I just tell you, you're going to become like them. Your likes and dislikes and and what kind of music you like. You never listened to country, but now you're in the honky tonk. Come on, somebody. You in it because of who you're hanging with. You never liked chicken parm, but now you love chicken parm because he loved chicken parm. And every time you went out to eat, he got chicken parm. So finally you tried it and now you can't get enough of chicken parm. Is anybody hungry? Huh? Like, 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 you never liked to go on certain places on vacation, but because of who you started hanging with, now you're going on vacations with that family, and, and you love it now. So, like, you will become who you hang out with. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Now, listen, there, there are two different types of ships in our lives. There, there are relationships that are kind of like a cruise ship. 
How many ever been on a cruise ship? You ever been on a cruise? The rest of you are like, I hate water, right? No water for me. Um, I've been on a cruise ship, the Royal Caribbean, a big ship, and uh, you know some of our relationships are like that. They're taking us to some exotic destinations, some beautiful palm trees, the sun shining, uh, white sand beaches. Come on, somebody, dolphins in the water. Come on, I'm taking you to a warm place. Stay with me. Stay with me here. This is your therapy, church. And, and, and they take you to these beautiful destinations. These are the relationships that make you a better parent. These are the relationships that make you a better husband or wife. These are the relationships that that help you to grow spiritually. They're, They're taking you to awesome destinations. They help you to manage your money better. They help you to draw closer to God. And then on the flip side, there's these relationships that are kind of like the Titanic. (laughs) Oh, can we talk about that today? Because the thing about the Titanic was, in the beginning, it was beautiful. The music was playing. The five-course dinners were being served. Everybody's in their gowns and tuxes. And it's just this fairy tale love story playing out in front of our eyes. And, man, everything looks marvelous. I mean, the sea is silky. It's just smooth. And nothing is happening. Then all of a sudden, boom! Everything crashes and sinks. And some of your relationships are kind of like the Titanic. (laughs) I didn't mean to talk about the person beside you, but we're in church, so let's go there. Um, And everything in your life started to sink when you started to hang out with them. Your finances now are all messed up because they want to eat out every meal. And you ain't got eating out every meal money like they do. So now you in debt. Come on, somebody. Uh, your, your marriage starts to sink because they want to go on Wednesday night and party. And you're like, man, I'm in my 30s or 40s and I got kids. I can't party like that anymore. Come on, somebody. But they, they get you off track. And, 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 and then if we stay on their ship, eventually our morals begin to sink. Our sensitivity to the things of God, what, what we used to say never, now we tolerate. I came to preach a little bit today, so I hope you're ready. I'm just getting warmed up here. And then our character and integrity become compromised because of who we're hanging out with. What we used to say, I'll never do that. Now we're compromising in our mind. Oh, a little bit won't hurt. A little bit of that won't hurt. A little bit of that won't hurt. I'm okay. And these are the ships that we we, we have to evaluate in our lives today. And I'm not here to shame anybody today. I'm here to encourage you because if we're all honest, we've been on ships like the Titanic. And maybe you're not on one right now, but, but you've been on one and you can relate. And let me just tell you, that ship comes around very often to try to get you back on board. But just know that's a ship that is destined to sink. It's destined to sink to sink. The reason we need to talk about this is because you and I need some ships in our life. We need some relationships. We need some people in our lives. Whether you believe this or not, you do need people in your life. You were not created to do life alone. You were not created to build a marriage alone. That's why we have resources like this and and people that we partner with to help you. That's why we have small groups Right? Like, like, like you weren't created to live on isolation island. That's where the enemy loves. He lives on there. 
And he loves when you get isolated and say, you know what? I, I, don't, I just don't need anybody in life. I'll do this by myself. I got me. You were taught. Just take care of yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. And so now you have this loner attitude where I'm just going to isolate and I can do my life on my own. I don't need anybody. Like, like some of you believe like you would be better off without your spouse because they spend so much money. Hence Amazon Prime. Coming to my house three or four times a day. Pray for my wife. It's prayers to the pastor's wife. Uh, Some of you believe, man, I'd be better off without these kids. I mean, they mess my house up. I I wish the house could stay clean for like four and a half minutes. (laughs) Right? But, But you wouldn't be better off because you would miss the bedtime stories. You wouldn't be better off. You miss the little giggles. You wouldn't be better off when they ask you, Mommy, did God hear my prayer? You wouldn't be better off. But we think... Man, if I just didn't have this or that, I'd, 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 I'd be better. And then for the loners, the isolators, we think yeah, life was just better when it, I'm on my own. I'm just good. I'm good by myself. And maybe for right now you are. Maybe right now you don't need anybody until you need somebody. Maybe right now you're good by yourself. And you're, I don't need anybody until you need somebody. Until... You get a report until you had to have a surgery, until this or that happens in your life. And because you weren't connected to a group, no one shows up to the hospital to visit you. And then you get mad at the church. Come on, somebody. Oh, I better get back to my notes here. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm? You you need somebody. And we can tell ourselves. We can tell ourselves, I don't need anyone for advice. I don't need, I, I know, I got this. How many, how many could, raise your hand, raise your hand with me, come on, raise your hand with me. In your 20s, you thought you knew it all. Come on, raise your hand, raise your hand. Some of you are like, yeah, in your 30s, you still thought you knew it all. Come on, I'm, I'm 41 now, and I'm just realizing I don't know anything. I don't know anything about parenting, about being a father, about pastor. I don't know what I'm doing here every week, guys. <laughs> Aren't you glad you come here? <laughs> Praise God, we're all messed up. And it, I, I thought in my 20, man, I know it. My parents would tell me, hey, this and that. Ah, they just all washed up. They're old folks, right? Oh, you did the same thing, right? The older I get, the more I realize everything they were saying was true. The older I get, the more I want to be around people that are wiser than me. The, the older I get, the more I realize I need others in my life that have been down a path that I haven't been down. I need others that have a stronger marriage. I need others that have parented successful kids that love God in their 20s and 30s. I need to be around those people. Are you hearing me today? Like, like, like we need that. Like, I, I don't ever want to think that I know it all because I don't. Like, I want to be a constant learner. I want to stay teachable. Like, this, this weekend, you know, I got to get away with my wife and go to a marriage conference because I need to learn some things. And Tara really needs to learn a lot about our marriage. And so I, I said, I'm going to take you here to help you, babe. <laughs> the opposite is true of that. 
but, but, but we are there investing in our marriage. 19 years we've been married, but still, we, we don't know it all. We need to learn more. We need to grow more. And then I was around a few of my pastor friends and two of our uh, Fuel Church overseers, Pastor Marcus Meekham and Pastor Dave Norris, and, you know, I just asking them questions and fellowshipping with them and talking to them about you guys and how the church is exploding and growing, and they're giving me wisdom and pouring into me. And Pastor Marcus has a 7,000-member church, and I'm, like, looking at that, and he's just pouring into me. I'm like, oh, this is so refreshing. I had a challenging week. Myself personally, the devil just trying to plant seeds in my mind. You know the devil attacks me too. I don't have super pastor pants that I put on. (laughs) Like he hits me hard too. And this week was hell for me. Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, bombarding. The enemy telling me, you're not enough. You can't pastor this church. It's, it's out of your reach. You can't do this. It's going to fold. This and that. You're, you don't know what to say to these people. And all this stuff. But then I got around some men of God that began to pour into me. And I left yesterday, and I've been with my wife two days, and we had fun, and we enjoyed ourselves. And I came back. I came back fired up to preach to you. I spent about three or four hours studying last night. I said, man, I'm ready. I feel charged. It was because of whose ship I got on. Come on. You got to get the right ships in your life. Genesis 2.18, it's not good for man to, to be alone. That's just not talking about your spouse. It's not good for you, men and women, to be alone. It's not good. Ecclesiastes, look, 4, 9, and 10. Two are better than one. If either of them falls, one can help the other up. But pity on the one who falls and has no one to help them. These are areas of our lives. They're areas that we don't know at all. And they can be difficult. So we need other ships in our life. We need people who are further along on the journey to help us. To help us. Now the key to not doing life alone is having the right ships in your life. Someone say right ships. Right ships. ships. Make sure you say that ships part right. (laughs) The key is having the right ships because there are ships that are hurting you and ships that are helping you. And so so what I want to do in the remainder of my time, oh my gosh. I, 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 want, I want you to ask the question by the time we're done. Who's on my ship? First question. Whose ship am I on? And who needs to get off my ship? Oh, come on now. Now I'm about to preach. Hit your name and say, the white boy's about to preach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, listen, these relationships we engage with are taking us somewhere. Like your spouse, they're taking you somewhere. Like your friends, your cousins, your best friends since third grade, they've taken you somewhere. Your mama, your daddy, they've taken you somewhere. Your coworker, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, they've taken you somewhere. And if we're not careful, we'll end up in places that we never thought we would end up in, making decisions that we said we would never make. Most of us never realize. We just show up to the place and we're like, how did I get here? The ships. It's the ships. It's the people you're connecting with. It's the people you're doing life with. It's the people who are speaking into your life. So we've got to identify this because here's the reality today. Here's the reality, church. Listen to me. Some of your problems are being caused by who's in your ship. If you would really inspect the problems going on in your life right now, some of your problems right now are being caused by who's on your ship. It's true. Think about it. Think about it. It's because of who you've allowed into your life. Some of the storms you're in right now, 
because of who's on your ship. Some of your greatest problems and frustrations in life right now is because of who's on your ship. Your battles and your failures are caused by that one person you know shouldn't be on your ship. You know that they're toxic for you. Some of your insecurities, some of your addiction, some of your anger, your lack of spiritual desires, your marriage problems. If those people weren't in your life, that wouldn't have happened. Think about it. Think about it, guys. These are people who take you down and not lift you up. These are people who make withdrawals and never make deposits. These are people, they abuse and misuse you. They gossip about you instead of guard you and protect you. These are people that are more critical than complimentary to you. Who are they? Thank you for the one hand clap. Who are they? Who are they? You've got to identify them if you want a better life. If you want to keep making the same wrong decisions, the same toxic lifestyle that you're living in, if you want to get out of that, you got to identify the ships. They're, they're taking you somewhere. Most of you, because you're in love with God because of the ships that are around you that love God even more. Your marriage is better because you're around people who have strong marriages. Your kids act halfway normal because of the kids that you allow in your home. You see... Listen, relationships are supposed to be a blessing, but when you got the wrong ones, they become a burden. Now, don't tune me out. Don't tune me out. Some of you tune me out. You're like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to change my friends. Okay, that's fine. Don't change your friends. Keep living the messed up life you're living. Keep making one wrong decision after another. Keep dating jokers, smokers, and midnight tokers. Come on now. <laughs> Keep doing it. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. You know it. Y'all, a bunch of heathens up in here. Bunch of heathens up in the 11 o'clock. Man, y'all need Jesus. And, and, and so we see a story that relates to what I'm trying to say today. And I'm running out of time, so I'm going to say the rest real quick. Are you ready? It's a story about Jonah. Jonah was told by God to go to Nineveh to preach to them. They were, they were a pagan people, and they were worshiping false gods. And God says, Jonah, I've called you to go to Nineveh. I want you to get on this ship right here, and I want you to travel across the sea, and I want you to go preach about God to them. I want you to go get them saved. And Jonah did something that he shouldn't have done, and he said, God, I'm not going there. I'm going in a different direction. Have you ever went in a different direction, and you know God was calling you to go in a, another direction? and you disobeyed God, and all hell broke loose when you disobeyed God? Like, that's what happened with Jonah. Like, he got on the wrong ship, going in the opposite direction of where God told him to go, and then all of a sudden, a storm hits. Jonah's on this boat, and God said, I'm not very happy with your decision, Jonah, and I'm not happy that you went in the opposite direction, and so God sends the wind and the rain and the storm due to Jonah's disobedience. But the guys that were in the boat were experiencing the same storm that was meant for Jonah, all because they were on the same ship as him. Ooh, stay with me, stay with me. So Jonah gets in their, in their ship, and what should have been a calm, peaceful sail turns into a crazy experience because of the boat that they were in and because Jonah was on the boat. Jonah chapter one, verse 11 through 15. And since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to stop this storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said. 
and it will become calm again. I know this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's stupidity. (laughs) And don't hold us responsible for his death, oh, Lord. You have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Verse 15, then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The storm stopped at once. Notice the beginning of the text, the, the transparency with Jonah. He admits that he is wrong. He owns his own failures and faults, his disobedience. And notice what the other men did once they knew they were in trouble. The Bible says they begin to row harder. They begin to try to make this thing work. Uh, we're, we're in a bad situation here. Like, like, like we all may die. The boat may be in a million pieces because of this storm. But let's just try to get out of this on our own. Let's just try to row harder. Come on, guys, row harder. I know we got a Jonah on the boat, but just keep rowing so we can try to get out of this storm. And that's what a lot of us do. We find ourselves trying to row harder. We, try, we find ourselves trying to make certain relationships work that God didn't bring to our lives. But we say, we say, I'll just work a little harder at this. And I, I don't want to cut this relationship off because I may need him or her down the road. And so I'll just work a little harder, even though they're toxic for me, even Even though they're bad for my marriage, I'll just keep them on the boat and keep trying. Hmm? I can tell you right now, if you weren't friends with that person, you wouldn't be tempted to do that one thing that you're always tempted with. See, there are people in your life where the wrong version of you comes out. There are people... That when you hang around them, that bad attitude gets on you. And you go home and you talk down to your kids because you heard them do the same thing. You talk down to your spouse and you put your wife down or you put your husband down because of who you're around. There are people that bring out the bad version of you. There are people that try to get you out of the things of God in the house of God. There are people that, that, that the enemy sends to try to get you out of serving God and try to get you out of serving on a team and going to future. Oh, you don't need that, that religious stuff. That, that's for weak people. You don't need to go there. You don't need none of that. You got this by yourself. There are people that bring out the bad version of you to try try to influence you in a negative, toxic way. Hmm? There are single people, single ladies that say, I know who I'm dating isn't good for me, right? I know they're not good, but I'm going to try to convert them and get them to Jesus. So we do missionary dating. <laughs> ladies, can I submit this to you? Maybe the best thing you heard all day. Ladies, you're not Joanne Gaines, and your dating life isn't on an episode of Fixer Upper. If he ain't fixed when you meet him, he ain't going to be fixed when you get the ring on it. 
I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable beside him. We keep it real here. See, 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 the storm in your life, the storms in your life would cease if you got Jonah off. You see, you see, you see, you got Jonah's on your boat. You got too many Jonah's. Your life is chaos and confusion week after week, month after month, year after year, only for one reason, the Jonah's that's on your ship. One reason, the person you married that you never prayed about, never did it the right way. You just jumped in because you were lonely. In the moment of loneliness, you compromised your character and integrity. I'm not here to shame you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you, church, because some of the habits and hurts and hangups and addictions that we still have that we're still dealing with is because Jonah's on our boat. Some of you find yourself frustrated time and time again, going back to the same friends that take you down the same path of destruction. Other people warned you. Your mama warned you. Your daddy warned you. Your best friend warned you. Don't hook up with that joker. He's going to break your heart. Here you are with the pieces of your heart in your hand. How many more times are you going to do it? I'm trying to help somebody. We, we got Jonah on our boat, and we're trying to row. We're trying to row, and God's telling you to throw. I said, we're trying. I just want to make it work, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it on my own, and I got this. I'm a strong woman. I'm a strong man. We're trying to row, and God's saying, throw. God's saying, get rid of them. They're toxic. They're bad for you. They're not helping your mind. They're not helping your money. They're not helping your maturity in Christ. They're stealing every godly thing. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Do you see this? Some of you, your biggest struggle is the friends that you choose. And you know it. You know it. You, you get in one mistake, one mess, one bad decision after another because of the friends that you choose. Bad company corrupts good. You want to do what's right, but it's the ships. In your heart, you want to serve God. In your heart, you want to be faithful to church. In your heart, you want to be used by God, but it's the ships that you get on, the bad company that's corrupting you. When are we going to see it? When are we going to say enough is enough? I'm not allowing them to be around my marriage because every time they're around my marriage, a bad spirit gets on my husband. See, some of you, it's the ladies you've allowed in your home that have caused your husband to fall into that temptation. Oh, you just can't let anybody in your house. Well, they seem nice. Oh, really? The devil seems nice. All dressed up. With lipstick on. Huh? Well, well, you know, I, we just have a lot of fun with them. Okay, that's great. You better be careful who you allow speaking to your husband, your wife's life. You better, you be- Listen, when I look at my life, when I look at my life and I see the destructive decisions I've made over the years, because I've made a lot of them. I'm with you, man. Got my hand up, both hands. I made a lot. When I look at that, it all traces back to the Jonas that were on my ship. All those bad decisions I made was because of the Jonas. 
It's because of the Jonas. You, you see, young people, you got to be careful who you allow on your ship. Teenagers, you got to be careful. And parents, you need to be careful who you allow in your home. The kids you allow, the friends you allow. Oh, yeah, that's your sanctuary. You got to guard and protect that. Well, I just think it's so cute that my little 13-year-old is dating a boy. I don't think it's cute at all. Well, I, hang on, I'm out of time. Stop clapping. Well, I just think it's so cute, and I take him out on dates, and then they kiss in the back seat, and she's, she's 13. It's so cute. And I even provide condoms for him. That ain't cute. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to your pastor right now. If the state of Indiana does not trust my child to operate a vehicle until they are the, of the age of 16 and have proven themselves through a series of tests, why would I think my kids can operate someone else's heart in a dating relationship? What are we doing? But, but, but that's the problem. Your kids are running the house, not you. They're telling you what they're going to do, how long they're going to be on their device, what they're going to eat for dinner. Because you want to be best friend to your daughter and your son. But God didn't call you to be best friend. He called you to be a parent. He called you to bring discipline. Some of you don't like this. He called you to bring discipline to the home. Take it or leave it. It's in the Bible. God wrote it. Get mad at him. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Raise your child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from the faith. The problem is you're not raising them. They're raising you. They're telling you what they're going to do, where they're going to hang out, when they're going to go to the movies, where they're going to go out to eat. You need to clean your room. No, mom, you need to do it. What? I'll slap you into next year. What? Call CP, whatever. I don't care. Spare the rod, spoil the child. And you have no discipline in your room. Johnny, here's five minutes of timeout off Xbox. Oh, we didn't have timeout in my house. We had knocked out. I turned out okay. No, it's time for us to step up as parents. It's time, man. Because what happens... Thank you for making me sound so spiritual back here. You should see their faces right now. Listen, listen, listen. You telling them yes their whole life is doing more harm than you can ever imagine. Let, hang on, hang on. The people who were told yes their whole life are the ones that we see in the news right now going into their workplace. Oh, you're not going to give me what I want? You're going to fire me? I'll shoot this joint up. Because they were told yes their whole life. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you. We're not called to say yes to our kids on every decision. Sometimes you can say this word and no, I'm not cursing. No! Not in my house. No, you're not hanging out with them. There's times that I've had to sit my kids down. Hey, your, your attitude has changed since you started hanging. Hey, you're not going to be hanging with them anymore. What do you mean, Dad? No, you're not going to be hanging. Hey, you're not going to watch that show anymore because your mom and I found out that there's stuff in that show and there's, there's wrong words and wrong language and wrong lifestyles that we don't support, so you're not going to watch that. You mean you do that too? Yeah, that's called raising godly kids, not them raising you. 
And some of you need to step up and get a spine like a crowbar instead of a spine like a snake and do something and parent your kids and men of God step up and say, this is my sanctuary, not today, devil. You say, you sound really passionate. I am passionate about that. I am passionate. I can't stand to hear kids talking back to their parents the way they do nowadays. Telling their parents where they're going to go, what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. The disrespect has got to stop. And it starts with the parents. It starts with you and I. So let's step up. And let's be the men and women of God and the parents that we're called to be. That's not in my notes, but that's free. So, so in the last few minutes, last few minutes, listen. What is it? Who is it that God is asking you to throw, even though you've been rowing, you've been trying to make it work? Who is it? Who's the Jonah that you got to get rid of? Who is it? Some of you ladies need to text him right now and say, it's over. Pastor Jacob said so. I'm at church. He told me to text. Go ahead. Text him right now. I'm serious as a heart attack. Text him right now. It's over. You got to go, Jonah. Whatever his name is, whatever her name is, you got to go. I've been rowing and God's telling me to start throwing. I can't live this. I got a better life. God's got more for me. God's got godly relationships for me and a godly spouse. I can't mess around with these games no more. Some of you playing games, playing games with life, playing games with people's hearts. You need to step up and say enough is enough. It's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to be a woman of God. It's time for me to wait for the one that God prepared for me instead of giving my body to every man that walks by. time for me to be a man of God and quit chasing every tail that walks by. Yeah, I said it. Take a cold shower, dear God. Well, Ethel, I've never been to a church like this. <laughs> Welcome to Fuel Church where we keep it real. You're trying to row and God's telling you to throw. There comes a point in your life where you have to label people. Say enough is enough. You harm me. If they harm you, if they attack the character of God in you, they cause you to compromise your convictions, according to this book, the word of God, they got to go. Stop rowing and start throwing. Boundaries are a must for you. Boundaries are a must for me. You got to say, I love you, but you harm me. I love you. And it may be someone who has your last name. It may be your cousin. It may be your mom, your dad, your grand. It may be your aunt, your uncle. But every time you're around them, you're harmed. You're, you make unwise decisions. Every time, you're, every time you go to their house, you end up drinking one too many and saying this or that. Oh, I came to preach today. I'm out of time, but I'm still preaching. got to set boundaries, guys. Come on. If we want to be better, if we want to live a better life, we want to have a better home. Love everybody, but remember, 
Some relationships demand that you shake the dust off and move on. Because time doesn't just tell, time reveals. We're required to love everybody. I love you, but you can't come to my house anymore. Because every time you come, I end up doing this or saying that. I love you, but you can't be around my kids anymore. Because every time you're around my kids, they act a fool. They act crazy. And they're hearing words they shouldn't. And they're hearing bad, dirty jokes that they shouldn't. I'm not allowing that in my home no more. I love you, but your marriage is toxic. And it's rubbing off on my marriage. I love you, but I got to shake the dust off and move on. I love you, but I need to be around some people who are on that Royal Caribbean ship that are taking me to better destinations. Some people who will speak the word of God into my life and speak vision into me, who encourage me. You wouldn't be sitting here right here 12 months clean from a 17-year-old addiction to meth and opioids if you didn't throw some Jonas off. He's about to share his testimony at Celebrate Recovery on Thursday. You should come out. Seven o'clock, I'll be there cheering him on. One year clean, but he had to make a decision. A lot of tough decisions we talked about, still talking about. A lot of tough decisions in the early time where he had to throw some Jonas off, his sh- off the ship because they were bad for him. Oh, the devil said, I have him bound his whole life because I'm not only having him bound, I'm going to have his kids bound. And his future relationships bound, but the devil lost because he said, enough is enough. You got to go, Jonas. You got to go, Jonas. You got to go, Jonas. It's your choice. I'm not here to shame you. Just here to encourage you. I get passionate about this because so many of you have so much potential. But because of who's on your ship, it's ruined. You you can't get out of the rut. I mean, there are people who were here three, four weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. They're not here anymore because of whose ship they got on. Just being honest with you. There's some single people who are sitting here serving on the team, even tithing in this church. They're gone now. It's not like they went to another church. No, that relationship they got on distracted them, detoured them from the destiny of God. Can they come back and God will give them a fresh start? Yes. He can and he will. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. No matter what you do, where you go, you can always come back. But you can't get back the time. And some of you, you're making a decision today. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes all over the auditorium. Lord, we pray. There's some people we got to throw today. We've been rowing. We've been trying to make it work. We've been trying storm after storm after storm. Destructive, toxic decisions after decisions being made that impact our mind, our body, our kids, our marriage, our home, our job. But today, God, we're going to make some decisions right now. Each and every one of us, you're showing us people that we got to throw. There's Jonas that got to get off our boat. They got to get off. They got to get off. They got to get off because they're detouring us from the destiny God called us to. They're causing us to go in the opposite direction like Jonah did. But today we're making a decision. We're making a decision. We're no longer going to allow people 
to navigate our ship and take us to these destinations that will eventually sink our lives. We make a decision to start throwing. We start throwing. We start throwing. He's not good. She's not good. They're not good. I love you, but I got to move on. I love you, but my marriage is too important. I love you, but I love my kids way much more. And you cannot bring that into this home. I love you. I love hanging out with you. But every time I hang out with you, you bring the bad version out of me. I love you, but I got to move on. God's got something bigger. God's got something better for my life. Lord, we thank you for your word. Now, you're here today, and maybe this church thing is new to you, and you never really surrendered your life to Christ. We want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. We're going to pray this prayer with you in in a moment. But if you're here today and say, Jacob, that's me. I'm far from God. I've made some bad decisions in my relationships, and I'm ready to surrender my life to Christ. It's the best ship you can get on, a relationship with Jesus. It changes every other relationship that we're connected to. So today, you're ready to rededicate your life, or you're ready to come to Christ for the first time. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one's looking around. We're not going to embarrass you, but let me see real quick who I'm praying for. Shoot that hand up right now and say, that's me, and clue me in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. Hands up everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Young people, all different ages raising their hand. Yes, yes. Teenagers, awesome. Moms and dads grandmas and grandpas raising their hands. Yep, 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 yep. A few more seconds. There's a few more people. Come on. Come on. Tomorrow's not promise. Myron made a decision last Sunday to give his life to Christ. He's in heaven right now because of that decision. Raise your hand right now, right now. Thank you. Thank you. All in the back. I see all those hands. Yep. I see, I see your hand, sir. Ma'am, I see your hand. Yep, yep, yep. Let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. Come live in me, and I will live for you. In Jesus' name. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It's also here where if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we hope and pray you have a blessed week.